Did you really think it was about you? Because it wasn't. It was about God in you. So here's what the enemy does. He tries to put up something, an assignment. He puts up something, you know, to work against your emotions. But in reality, he's just trying to, he's just really trying to come against your faith in God. Not programs or not even a routine that is meant, uh, right, to leave you powerless. You're not supposed to walk powerless. You're to walk on fire and with the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. We need to pursue the precious Holy Spirit and let our sensitivity to him be increasing. Always, always. Our sensitivity to the spirit of the living God increasing always. Instead of listening to messages that entertain you, instead of listening uh, to messages that entertain you but leave you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally anemic, listen to the spirit of the living God. Get used to being uncomfortable if you have to, because pretty soon what was uncomfortable becomes comfortable. It becomes comfortable. True change happens when you meet the king face to face and you know you are ruined forever and you will not go back to the same old. And you're not here to please man, you're here to please God. And we are here not to please man, but to please God. God is after your dependence, not on your independence from him. Yeah, he's after our dependence upon him not our independence from him. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there are quite a few Christians that are still walking in a independence from God because they know how to quote scripture, because they know how to make it look holy, because they know how to, how to walk the walk and how to talk the talk. But the heart is far from them, the heart of God. Let that not be you. We're going to learn how to continually, continually press into our, the, the, the dependence upon the spirit of the living God. Yeah. Day by day, no matter what. What if it costs everything, church? What if, the, in your mind, what you would say, the worst thing that would, could happen, what if that happened? Would you still say yes? Has to be a yes in your spirit, man. There has to be a yes. Yeah. So let God's victorious warriors arise and the enemy be scattered. I decree that the enemy be scattered in your life and that you are God's victorious warriors and you're rising up in strength. And the Lord said, in Exodus 15, he said in Exodus 15 that he would be an enemy to your enemies. And he said he would be an adversary to your adversaries. He says, I'll be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. In other words, God is promising to have your back. He says, I promise to have you and I promise to cover you. I promise to have your back. And in, and in Deuteronomy 33, 27... He has promised to deliver you and to deliver your enemies back into your hands. Back into your hands. In other words, you are not going to be left without. Amen. Five anointings that require diligent warfare. It's what I titled today's message. Five anointings that require diligent warfare. 
Not warfare when you want to, not warfare when it's convenient or when you happen to remember, but diligent warfare. The Lord has promised to deliver you from the strong, hateful spirits that are too strong for you. That's in, that's in 2 Samuel twenty two eighteen. He has promised to deliver you from some strong, hateful, hateful spirits that are too strong for you, but he's already promised to deliver you from them. Amen. Right? And so he says, yet to walk in that anointing will take cooperation with the Holy Spirit. To walk in that higher level of anointing, knowing that Whatever things that, that, all the things that God has spoken to you and his word, that you have this type of authority, it's going to require total and complete dependency on the spirit of the living God, which is one of the reasons why I believe that God did it the way he did it today and changed everything up to show you, listen, anybody can get into a routine. I want you to learn to trust me. What happens when I change it up? I want you to walk listening to me because when I say, go that way, do this, you'll hear me. And if you hear me, you'll do it. If we don't hear, how can we do? But if you hear, you'll do. How important is hearing? Right? It's very, very important. So I want to give you, before I give you the five, five anointings that require diligent warfare, I want to give you three ways or three keys to mentally position yourself. Key. It is your job to mentally position yourself because position comes before power. People want the power, but they don't want to position themselves. But position comes before power. And it is up to you to mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and in every way position yourself for the greater is coming. Amen? Amen. And then after I give you these three keys, I'll give you the five anointings that are promised for you today. Are we all ready? So three keys to mentally position yourself uh, to receive this fullness of God. Number one, the disciples were told to heal the sick. They were told to heal the sick. They were told to cleanse the lepers. They were told to cast out demons. They were told to raise the dead, right? We know this. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. 1 John 4, 4. He who is in you is greater. We're going to go to Matthew 10 in a minute. Please don't put it up yet because then everybody goes there. Thank you. So he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That's 1 John 4, 4. When Jesus sent his apostles... When he sent his apostles right out on their mission, he said he was giving them their authority and he was giving them power. And the word authority in Greek is that exousia. And we've taught on this before. But God's exousia and and power, which means dunamis, the authority and the power, the authority and the power. Mentally position yourself right now. And that's your job. Mentally position yourself. I mentally position myself to walk in the authority, to walk in the power. To walk in the authority, to walk in the power. The creative power. The authority of knowing that God has called me to do a job and I will do that job. You will do that job. He says, I want you to stand on your assignment and I want you to fulfill your assignment. You will fulfill that assignment. Woman of God, you're fulfilling that assignment. You've already fulfilled the assignments from yesterday's of your life. But God has more assignments for you and you will fulfill those assignments as you mentally keep yourself set on the power and the authority that God has given you. He's given it to us. All of us. Amen. Now let's go to Matthew 10. 
Hallelujah. We go to Matthew 10 and in verse 1, and it says, And when he, Jesus, had called the 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. He gave the 12 power over unclean spirits. That means he gave you power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Cast them out everywhere you go. Make sure you cast them out of your home. Make sure you cast them out everywhere you go. And he says, and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. This is your job. This is for you to walk in, a, in the anointings that God has given you. You have to position your mindset that this is yours. This belongs to you. It belongs to every single one of you. Let's go to verse 5. And in verse 5, these 12 Jesus sent out. But when he sent them out, he commanded them, saying something. And he said, do not go into the way of the Gentiles. And he said, do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but rather go. He commissioned them to go. And he's commissioned you to go. And he says, go. I want you to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's saying, I want you to go where people are hungry. I want you to go where it looks, you know they need my help. They may not know, but you know they need my help. You know they're not saved. You know they're sick. You know that they're diseased. I want you to go to the lost sheep. And he says, as you go, preach. He said, as you go, preach. When you preach the word, just preach Christ. Just preach Christ. When you preach Christ, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Oh, when you say the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the spirit of the living God and the power thereof comes to rush upon you and all of hell is shaking because they know you just called on a kingdom that is far beyond and above its kingdom. There's two kingdoms. Kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell. And we serve the king of kings. And the kingdom of heaven is the kingdom that we belong to. And that kingdom comes with rule and reign and power. But that kingdom in reality is already within us. And that kingdom in reality is already operating. But you got to keep your mind set. Mentally have your mind set on what's rightfully yours. Because anytime the enemy wants to rob you from something, he wants to first of all mess with your mind. He'll try to get you to disqualify yourself by, by causing you, you to have doubt. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's for them. They're strong. Their faith is there. I'm not quite there yet. Lie. That is a lie from the pit. That is a lie. Don't give them that access. He says, as you go, preach. He says, preach. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Amen. So number one, in order for us to walk, we have to have the disciples were told to go and do the works of the kingdom, right? So you too are told to do the works of the kingdom. Number two, remember that Jesus's authority is greater than all of satanic power. Jesus's authority is greater than all satanic power. And if you really believe that, if you really believed that, it's one thing to say it, if you really believed that, then you would have these face-to-face um, be like a combative assignments that you are in the face of the devil and you know it and you don't back down. You don't back down because you know, not just understanding, 
but you know in your spirit man that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The enemy doesn't want you to believe that. But in Luke 10, 19, he says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. He said, And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So Luke 10, and in verse 20, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, because let me tell you something, they are. You need to know that. A police officer isn't so grateful that the person they pulled over was willing to be handcuffed. I mean, how ridiculous is that, even when I say it, right? They already know, oh, you're going down. Why would you be, oh, wow, the demons, re they, you know, they have to submit to me. Stop rejoicing and walk in your authority. Realize who you are and walk in the level and in the power of what God has given to you. Maybe somebody, maybe you just need to be told like that. So he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In other words, I don't care what he may think he gets away with here on earth, you win. I don't care what loss you may experience on earth, you win. I don't care what he may come against you with and, and what losses you may experience, you win. And that's what he's saying. Bottom line is, uh, because of Christ in you, you win. So don't even fret. Don't even worry. Give it to me because you win because of Christ in you. Amen. So I was saying number three is perfect love casts out of fear. Your heavenly position will require your earthly consent. So your heavenly position, which we are all called to walk in, in our position is in heaven, right? But your heavenly position is going to require your earthly consent. So here on earth, you've got to consent. You've got to be willing. You've got to say yes. And that yes is not lip service, but it's a literal, true heart, heart to heart, right? Yes. You can't win a spiritual battle with an earthly mindset, church of God. Can't do it. The 10 spies lost the battle. But they lost the battle even before approaching it. Right? They lost the battle even before approaching it because their no was bigger than their yes. Their no was on the inside. Their no was bigger than their yes. So they lost the battle even before approaching it. Even before even getting in. They lost the battle. Their I can't was stronger than their I can. Don't think that you are above it. Don't think, oh, that would never happen to me. Make a decision today. The Lord needs your, your willingness, your consent, right? Amen. So don't let your no be bigger than your yes. For the word says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If he's called you, if he's called me, he's equipped you. He's equipped you, right? Amen. Say he's equipped me. So let me get to the five anointings that are promised to you now. They're promised to you now. Okay, in, in, 1, John, in 1 John 2, you can turn to 1 John 2, and it says here, the number one is, you've been given an anointing to discern spirits. So you've been given an anointing to discern, discern spirits. To discern is to perceive or to distinguish. Okay, so, so I've been given an anointing to discern spirits. I can discern spirits. 
Say it again. I can discern spirits. I've been anointed to discern spirits. And discerning is to perceive or to distinguish. I can perceive. I can distinguish. 1 John 2.20. 1 John 2.20. Okay, it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. This is for all of you. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. But the anointing, and then, then when you go on to verse 27, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you, but the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. And it is truth, not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Then anoint, this anointing cause is the anointing requires your abiding in him. You've already been anointed, but it requires your abiding in him. Okay, so if you're going to discern spirits, you have to what? Abide in the spirit of the living God. Number two, you've been anointed to identify. And there's a difference between discerning and identifying. So you've been anointed to identify the spirits that are not of God. First John 4, 1 through 3. Okay? First of all, to identify is to establish or to associate closely. So it's much more in depth. When, when you say, oh, you know, I, I identify this. It's much more than I perceive this. I identify. I know everything I can under, I can give you a blueprint. I know what happens when this scenario is set up. When I, I know because the spirit of the living God has given me the ability to identify spirits. Are we following? Yes. It's important. So 1 John 4, 1 through 3. It says, Beloved, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are, they are of God or not. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So we need to identify. We need to discern, but we need to identify. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. We have to test the spirits. To know if they be true. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. The spirit of the Antichrist. Let me tell you, you cannot just assume that what you had what you understood in the yesterdays of your life is going to be enough for you today. You have to continue in your learning. You must continue in your growing. You have to continue in your Bible knowledge. You have to continue in, in letting the Spirit of God anoint you with a discernment because that must increase, right? The increase in your life. Glory to God. So And so then number three is you have been anointed to tear down demonic strongholds. You've been anointed to tear down demonic strongholds, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. See, I'm going to tear down strongholds. And strongholds in the mind must be torn down first before you can tear down something else for somebody else. So I'm going to take care of me first. You can't take care of somebody else when you've got that same spirit. You can't take care of somebody else's unbelief if you have that same unbelief. 
You had to tear down your own unbelief. You got to command that thing to leave out of you first. You got to get your life right before you can help somebody else. You struggling with a spirit of unforgiveness and, and anger. You think the spirit of anger is going to bow down to you when you have it, right? So let's let's read this Second Corinthians ten. Three through five. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. We don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Say, they're not carnal. They're not worldly. But they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Say, I'm pulling down every stronghold that tried to put me in a place of bondage. I'm pulling it down. I'm pulling it down. I'm casting down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself. It exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We live in a world where everything, you know, trying to exalt itself above the knowledge of God and trying to twist and turn what is right to say it's wrong and what is wrong to say it is right. But I'm telling you right now, you got to demolish the thought if it's within you and then you got to go and be proactive and demolish that assignment that's trying to come against those that you love and in the culture that you live in. Amen? Exalting God alone is our job. Cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Did you really think it was about you? Because it wasn't. It was about God in you. So here's what the enemy does. He tries to put up something, an assignment. He puts up something, you know, to work against your emotions. But in reality, he's just trying to, he's just really trying to come against your faith in God. He's trying to get you to, to lessen your walk, to, to not be as bold and not to be as fiery, to compromise your walk. Oh, it's okay. You know, nobody's going to see, nobody's going to hear. You know, he's trying to get you to lessen your yes to Christ because Satan hates God, always has. So therefore he hates you, right? But I believe that you guys are on fire and that you really want more of God's power in your life. And you're not, you're not going to fall for assignments that are coming against you. You won't fall. And I believe that as we pray for the church, as we pray for one another, as we lift up one another, no matter what, you're getting stronger. You're being stronger, not just emotionally, but spiritually, every way, every way. God is raising you up because he sees someone that he can trust, someone that he can empower with more what's happening that is what i i sense that strongly how about you do you sense that in your life yes. yeah the increase of god so he says bring every thought into into captivity we have to take it's our job to take those thoughts into captivity and into obedience to christ when you take that thought you take it captive when you take that sorrow you take it captive when you take that frustration you take it captive and you take it captive to make it obedient to Christ. Amen. See, there's so much more. I believe God wants to get to you. He wants to get so much more the, of this, of his power and of his increase, but we've got to make sure our thought, our thoughts, our mindset, that he can trust us with that. Right. And then number four, you've been anointed to walk by faith, which resists the fiery darts of the enemy. See, you already have been anointed to walk by faith. Say, I already have been anointed to walk by faith. My faith casts out fiery darts. Amen. 
Your faith, say my faith, casts out fiery darts of the enemy. My faith, say my faith. I walk by faith. I'm filled with faith. Do you believe yourself? Yeah, it's important when we do this. And the reason I ask you this is because I know that there's, there are levels of belief. Levels of belief. And I believe that God is saying, help them where they're at. And when we speak things, we are hearing ourselves. And when we hear ourselves, we start to believe what we hear. The best way for you to even memorize scripture is for you to speak it out of your own mouth. Because when you hear yourself, your hearing and your belief is increasing when you hear you. See, because in reality, you're already hearing you in your head. But when you hear yourself outside of your head, it's like faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, when you start to speak forth the word of God, you speak. Speak it out. You hear it. Your faith increases. When your faith increases, you realize, I walk by faith. And every fiery dart that the enemy brings my way, I have the authority, the anointing, the power, the faith to pull that thing out. And number five is, you've been anointed to follow closely to the Holy Spirit who promises to lead you and, to prom and promises to guide you in all truth. You are never alone. That's John 16, 13. You are never alone. However, when the Spirit, when He, the Spirit of tr truth has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will tell you things to come. John 16, 13. Standing as a son or a daughter of the Most High God, because I do see that there's like almost like one or the other sometimes. And I feel like God is saying, I want you guys to understand you're both. You're both. You have the authority and you walk in power, but you also walk in my presence. You can't do authority and power without walking in the presence. 